Welcome, everybody, to episode 32. I am Marswan. As always, I am joined by the man in the middle. That made me feel like Fat Albert for about 30 seconds. Initialize. Want to explain that? I think currently you sound like you need something to deal with constipation, mate. Do you need uh, a diuretic? Yeah. <laughs> be, uh, I'm a little tired. It's not the kind of noises I was expecting to hear on the podcast, but I, I feel... This is the best start to a podcast we've maybe ever had. Um, yeah, maybe. I am... <laughs> Watching this. So I, I know we've been introduced to Mass Swan before, yeah. but I've never been introduced to just Fabric Mask, which is apparently what the camera's this, pointing this, at right this now. This is the mask. This is the mask. You know, like, what's that saying, Al? That, um, that, 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 specifically about, you know, like people didn't care who I was until the mask, until I wore the mask. Well, that's now we're just looking at the mask itself, not, not, not the person. Good. <laughs> Just mask. The other person that you've been hearing, ladies and gentlemen, is Nymera. Welcome, Nymera, to the podcast as always. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay, thank you. Sounds like your mic might have changed as well, Lexi, just so you know. Um, what? It's strange stuff. Um, yeah, it's changed your mic. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, uh, obviously I'm here. Um, we were live a little earlier, kind of doing the live reactions to the living and all that stuff. We've had a bit of a break to go grab some lunch, get some coffee, and have a think about things. Obviously, that's what I've been doing, and I'm ready to talk about some world draws. I think. I think so. Absolutely. Hopefully, my mic's now. It's wonderful fixed now. Again. Wonderful. It yeah. is good. Very good. Very good. Very good. That is what happens when you switch to the alt webcam, apparently. <laughs> Won't, won't do a habit of that. Welcome, everybody, to the LGL Officially Unofficial Podcast Season 2, Episode 31. As already Two. mentioned, we were live earlier watching the world's groups play in draw. Um, we're going to be going over all of that. But first and foremost, gentlemen, it's been about a week since we've uh, spoken to one another live on the podcast. Nish Lice, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right. Thank you, yeah. Lexi. Yeah, well, you... uh, I've got I've got a geezer accent going on. Been uh, okay. going down to the local, having a good one. I, been up to I much, mate? Go somewhere, yeah, I have I been up to much? Uh, a couple of bits of social stuff, actually. I used to go okay. to pub quiz, a couple of dates. It's been quite nice, really. Oh. Uh, I've not been able to do that kind of thing in a while. So, yeah. Good. Surprisingly nice social week. Now for more work, though. More work for the wicked. Worlds is upon us. You'll have to do that. Nymera, how's oh. your week been, buddy? It's been actually what have I been doing? I've been streaming mainly. I have to say, mm. I've I've been doing some more individual stuff because it's lovely to do stuff with the LGL. But I figured, oh, hang on, I'm gonna do stuff over off season. Let's try to let's focus on myself a little bit, get some content running. So I started to stream a bit. Obviously, not got you need to worry about now because I'm taking that year off. Um, and that's been kind of fun actually, getting it back into the swing of that. It is kind of work in one way, but it's also pseudo social interaction in another way, which is kind of healthy for me. And of course, like been preparing a bit for Worlds as well. So actually, you hopped onto my stream the other day to vod review the semifinals of DFM Access, just so again we can kind of have a bit more of an in depth look at um the team we're sending to the World Championship. And I I think I've got a bit a bit of a better idea now, though I did have a pretty good idea before. It's just nice to go over things in a bit more of a, a long form content. Absolutely. Um, that that review was very interesting because I mm. forgot at moments how much Axis did attempt to push. It's an attempt. It's they, an attempt. They're a good team. They're they a are. Good team. They came in with a good game plan and they managed to get some of their things rolling. It didn't work out in the end, but they really tried. Rumble Jungle Bonk was great fun. <laughs> it uh, was great. 
great. Sadly, I, I don't expect to see it any at all at Worlds, but hey, I mean, a man can <laughs> dream. A man can dream. Uh, this week, God, what have I been doing? Um, well, I hurt my back. That, oh, really? that was pretty good. So your boy used to be all about climbing on stuff, fucking throwing his body all over things, right? I've I've destroyed my ankles as a child, so I, I've been to the accident emergency room far too many times. They've said, hey, if you've broken your ankle one of these times, it actually would have been better for you than doing soft tissue damage. So. I used to break a bone every year as a kid, pretty much. I've broken, like, okay, well, my upper arm, that? both of my lower arms, a load of fingers, hey, had my nose back? broken, broken my feet. Alright. Oh, when was the last time you not... broke something? A little while ago now. Blank. Alright. What do you mean? So um I was trying to do so you know the pull-up bars? Yeah. Um I put I pulled up and I was like, I wanna kind of try and go over the top, but I fucked it up. So I was trying to I try to hook my legs around. Uh and I hooked my legs around. But yeah. then I was like, I'm just here. I'm like, well, I know what I used to do. And I used to do this all the time when I was 12. And this is yeah. important. I used to hang from my feet just upside down. I could just do that. I just could do that. I'm getting about halfway. Sleep, uh, feet fell. I fall about five, in, uh, about four or five feet right onto my back. I got what? winded like nothing else. It fucking hurt. Yes, it would. Yeah. That's like, that's but actually, that's like at the kind of height where you're actually going to start taking full damage in D&D. Like, good job. You just took nice 2d6, 2d6 like damage. The full damage. <laughs> I feel like I felt it. You, I'm fine you, now. Little you're saying sore. the first thing you don't do when you load into a new game is check for fall damage? This is rookie stuff, Lexi. I mean, no one told me to do this IRL. I, it, it, it was, it was, yeah. Other than that, what have I been up to? Um... Played some video games. Good, good. I'm, I'm currently doing my hosting reel and rejigging my website. If you're interested, go to alexwan.co.uk. Right in this second, yeah. not right this second. I'll open up in another tab. You can see my That's website. A, yeah, because if... I went, I went through it and like, because I, I often do like some vod. I mean, I do some vod review on stream and like games and stuff, but I do it for like casting stuff too. And actually, you know, your hosting stuff is like picking up the many things you do. It's, it's pretty cool. So go watch that. Go watch the highlight reel. It's the best of the best. FYI, the reason we're doing this is because your boy needs to earn some paper. Yes. So fucking hire me. Yeah. Uh, with that said, I can do broadcast manager, content manager. I can I can organize <laughs> like, people. Go. I can whip them into can. shape. I can do hosting. I can be the voice of your content thing. Ouch. Orgs out there, if you're interested in actually being successful off of a zero budget, I can vaguely do things if I, if I can get Nymera and initialize to work with me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Please, I work. Money. I actually do work. We, we work. Wow, crazy. LJL. Anyway, gentlemen, that's what we've been doing over the last week. We could keep talking yeah. for absolute hours if we wanted to and just about that, but I, I don't think yeah. that's what people are here for, sadly. Um, so let's actually get into what this podcast is for. Mm -hmm. We're going to be giving our reaction to the play-ins draw. If you didn't watch that live... This is your alternative location for that. Mm -hmm. um, what of our play-in tier list? So before the actual draws happened, I asked these two, as well along with myself, to go off and do some tier lists. So this, these are very subjective tier lists. We could definitely do another one yep. live between the three of us, between these two groups that we do mm -hmm. have, but something to go through, in a, and it's an interesting one kind of going before and after doing these compares and contrasting. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got the group tier lists as well that we're going to probably run over, and then we'll talk some meta talk and I'm sure there's a bunch of other stuff as yeah. well. 
gentlemen, first things first, though. Plans is all we really give a shit about. Let's be real here, because that's where the big important team is. We have the two, well, we have the two groups, and Nymara, if you could throw that on screen for our lovely video uh, people. Wait, did I actually put, okay, I might need to go, just give me a hang fire on that. I did That's the tail right, I can fill for you. So group A oh. for any of our audio listeners, because we facilitate to both on this podcast, because that's what we yeah. do. Group A is Hanway Life, LNG, Infinity, Peace, and Red Candidates, I think it's Red Candidates, yeah. Um, and for group B, we have Beyond uh, Gaming, uh, Cloud9, UOL, uh, GS, because I'm never going to learn how Got to ask right. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, that's oh, not yeah. happening for me. Um, and Detonation right, Focus me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so group A and group B. Uh, group A got Chinese uh, Full Seed and LCK Full Seed. Uh, we got PCS second seed and LCS or wildcard region number three. So, well, number five? Number eight. LCS isn't a major region, is what I'm trying to make the joke of here. It wasn't done very yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was too busy. But both but of I was my co-host smirked, so I'm I, on uh, the hook. I was like, oh, guys, give me some time. I'm going to do some stuff about the groups. Well, I can do that now, actually. So this is this is the playing groups. There you go. Have fun with that. Um, this is what we ended up Ooh. with the draws. Ah, Yee. wait. Actually, I can take. Where's, where's the thing? I can, I, can, I can technically do that. Where's the thing? We're doing this lovely hand movement, but no one can see it because no? we're not on problem. <laughs> oh, <it's> just... <laughs> oh dear. I so, got him that. I got him that like the stream deck yeah. for like his birthday a couple of years ago, and it was a mistake. Lexi. Yes. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was a great gift that I'm still envious that I don't have one of my own yet. Um, I'll sort something out, buddy. I'll sort something out. <laughs> over to you guys for group number A. Obviously, I know you. Well, I mean, I know you both are very receptive over to LCK and the Korean League. Um, it's not a league I remotely follow, so I always just stem off of you two for my knowledge and information. Am I right in assuming this is the group of death being group A? Sort of. It is the mm. group of death if you are um, one not of LNG. the wildcard teams. If you're, if you're not one of the wildcard teams, basically because um, what you are saying is likelihood is LNG are going to come first. Actually, mm. probably going to come second. Uh, maybe some arguments about that, that. That's my take right now. And you've kind of got the other three fighting up for that third place team. Mm -hmm. Third place is then looking to go through a best of five to go up and fight against one of any, like, group B is close. There's a lot of serious talent in there. Yep. And the chances are it's like someone like DFM or Cloud9 or maybe even Beyond Gaming if they have a rough time, who are all ridiculously stacked. Like, either you're not coming first or second, you've got to go through a best of five to fight off against one of the, the, the second place team from Group B, um, who also look pretty damn scary. So if you're bottom three in Group A, you're fucked. My take. Um... I would actually go the other way around. I think that um, as long as you're not fifth in Group A, you're all right. Okay. If you are aiming to get a... What's the best way to put this? Because I think that in a best of one situation, Group A is very hard. I think that HLA and LNG were the two best uh, pool one teams. Mm -hmm. I think that Red Canards, Infinity, not shabby in terms of the pool two teams too although peace coming in with the next like visit chat sheet we have no idea if that'll upgrade or, or, or downgrade that team um i think that group a in the best of one format is going to be rough for the pool two teams that's that's just difficult which means that if you are then not to top two in group b 
you're kind of screwed because while you might have to get through a best of five against your own group, sure, I think the best of one at group B, it's much closer. I think lots of teams have a way to snipe things off and a single round robin best of one. That's definitely something which can um, can work out for you. If you have to go up in a best of five versus an HLA or an LNG, that's very, very difficult. I think for the top to get top two in group B, though, is much, much easier. So it's difficult in one sense, harder in another. I think that group A has got the harder best of one format. I think group B has got the harder best of five format. Let's actually run over that format so for anyone that isn't fully aware of how it's going to work. Play-ins will start in the group stages. We've already been talking about to absolute ad nauseum. It is a single round robin, ladies and gentlemen. No doubles, nothing else. It's the exact same repeat. We are running back last year's Worlds, which by the yep. way, we love. Let's not talk about that for V3. Now, yeah. yeah, it didn't work out for V3, but outside of the that, it was great. a fantastic format, even though we went out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, normally, that's normally the sign of a good format. If you go out in it and you still feel like it's a good format, even though the team we were supporting went out it, and we still liked it, it, it was good. So we're hoping realistically DFM will at minimum leave this group two and two minimum i feel like is a fair yeah. shout beat the two minor regions lose to the major region teams or the high the the group one the pool one teams end up third slash fourth depending on how things run out uh but that that is the format it's a single round robin then what happens ladies and gentlemen is we go to a group stage obviously depending on tiebreakers and the like uh, because you do have to have a definitive first place first place just goes straight into the main event don't have to worry about it. Fifth place, like with V3 Sports last year, you're gone. Done. Yeah. Go home, lads. Try it again. Run it back. Figure it out. But um, second place goes in and waits for the the winner of third and fourth, third, fourth from match, the opposite yeah. group. And then vice versa, obviously, for the other side. Third and fourth place play out. And then they go and play second place from the opposite group. Um... I think it's a good format. Yeah. It's a good format, right? Because it means that... Yes. I mean, just as we were saying here, right? Oh, as and, the much and, the and the knockout stage is best of five. Like, it's actually yeah. really good. Yeah. And which means Sorry. that basically for, like, in first place... You, I mean, the only people that don't get best of five experience at Worlds in this are, like, the first and last place finishing teams. And if you're first, you get a group stage, whatever, right? So it's only fifth place, right. which gets, like, the real short end of the stage, where you get basically no international, like, exposure and stuff like that. Yeah. You get a best of five outside of that, which I think is really, really good for a lot of minor regions. I think it's a more interesting format. It's still in a manageable amount of games. You still have to go through a single round robin, best of one, which is high volatility, not really the best competitive integrity. It's not best at actually telling who are the best teams. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. But And I think that the cross format between third, fourth place winner facing off against second stage between the group does give you... Um, it gives you kind of like that bridging gap between the two groups and just making sure that it isn't just a group of death and easy way into groups. I think it does give yeah. you a way to say actually kind of levels it out one way or the other. Yes, it will benefit some people in first place, in third, fourth place to a certain extent, but it kind of evens out the pressure disparity you might get in those groups where you've got like a super stacked one group. And I think that's what's happened here, actually. So yeah. I think that's a very good format. I think it's good for the minor regions and I think it's a better viewing experience too. So I mean I'm I I I'm excited because if we just take this as a black and white approach and I think we'll come into this a little bit later uh, but we need to also talk about group B because that's the main group. We've only mentioned group A where I went yep. to you guys and said group of death. Is it the group of death? You're both like most likely if you're a minor region team you're hoping to just scrape in on third and fourth and pray to god the second seed from group B is something beatable. 
Well, it might be an interesting one because Group B is Detonation Focus Me's group, and this group really pad out to a place that I think was kind of best case scenario, kind of worst case scenario. People aren't quite sure where to do it. Our community at the moment is in a lot of mix. I'm of the opinion, and I've said this on Twitter, so I'm going to say it here as mm. the opening statement for me. And I actually did this in the reaction as well. DFM have a 40% chance of being the, fourth, the first seed in this I group. I half agree with you. I'm not sure I put percentage that high, but I think they are absolutely one of the first right, I do it for the clickbait. Yeah, um, look, look, I mean, in my mind, I still think probably people haven't seen Beyond Gamings and so don't know how good they are. Um, I think if you go back, watch PCS playoffs, the two, particularly the two best of fives between Beyond Gaming and, of course, PSG Talon. Now, we all saw how good PSG Talon were at MSI. Um, they went five and five overall in that playoffs. BYG won the Juggernaut match. They lost in the uh, in the finals. But that all I'm saying is, if they went five and five with PSG with the likes of Doggo, who we saw as the substitute kind of like stand-in player for PSG, not even a sub, stand-in, yeah, stand-in came in and absolutely crushed. Um, he's still really, really good. He's with his normal roster this time. I feel like BYG are a team to be afraid of. Um, so I would probably put them, for my mind, as probably the front runners. But then I think it's honestly yeah. just behind them. It's C9 and DFM, in my mind. So I, I think that there answer? are a lot of parallels between BYG and Rascal Jester, actually. Mm. <laughs> actually, um, And, like, DFM... Yeah. If you look at, like, the DFM, Rascal Jester, and the PSG, BYG um, paths to Worlds... And, and how the Juggernaut match into finals went. DFM had a very similar situation where they lost the Juggernaut match and then they won through in the finals. Rascal Jester are also a team that plays heavily through bot lane, heavily through hyper carry bot lanes, playing around strong um, strong side of the map there between between Sol and Secret, who, um, if you watched our content before, we rate them very, very highly and we think they are a good team. This gets even better because DFM played against another hyper carry bot team in Axis in the semi-finals, and they crushed both of them. BYG did have a tight run versus PSG, and we tend to agree that the PSS is a higher level of competition than something like the LGL, which is a minor region, it's a one-seed region. However, DFM have recent relevant practice against bot lane-centric teams of a high caliber, and I think that will stand them in good stead for Group B. We'll talk a little bit more about... Ma I don't know when you guys want to talk about matchups for DFM and Group B because we might do that as a separate thing. What that means basically is that I think that the, the difference between the Pool 1 and the Pool 2 teams in Group B is a lot less in Group A. I think that uh, the only way... I think that maybe the, the, the strongest Pool 2 team we could... I mean, maybe if we had something like Infinity instead of Galtasaray or, or something like that maybe that would be a harder Group 2 thing. But I think Group B between all five teams is much more level in Group A, which is a lot more spiky yeah. in that sense, which means that potentially Group B is very, very volatile. And I, I'd love... Oh, go for it, Sam. I'm really sorry. Just one last little thing I wanted to add in as a spicy take, and I'm aware you might want to take me back from this tangent, so feel free to. But I'll also add, because you're asking whether this was a group of death, I'll also say that even if you come in third in this one and you go on to play the best of five, likely versus HLE... I think there is a fairly decent chance to beat HLE in a best of five. Don't get me wrong, I think they're still favoured. But I think HLE, as far as a pool one team, are along with C9, the team that you go, yeah, I see your distinct weaknesses. Because um, they were very rough in the regular season. And come playoffs, Deft and Chovy turned online. And Vista turned up as well, which is a big deal. But I still think Morgan and Willa, potentially you can um, punish in that top side of the map. And I think 
we've seen the inconsistency in HLE already, despite some of the ridiculous star power in the mid and AD carry. So the highs are come third and yeah, yeah. The highs for Homeworld Life are higher. Well, the the height of Rock's Tiger. Like literally, like if we go, but well, because their history, their history, their history. It's the same org. It's just been rebranded. So I like to try and shoehorn that in a little bit. The highs could be as high as Rocks. The lows could be as high uh, or as low as. Uh, yeah. KT Rolster. Um, I'm sorry. I had I had to think of a. I, I had to season think eight of it. KT man. Season eight KT. I'm sorry. I don't want to be the bad guy here, but. Dun -dun, dun -dun -dun -dun. I mean, that, there's that chance that we will just um, hurt people's feelings in a best of five. Um, I want to go into matchups, and I really do want to do that, um, Alex, but I want us yeah, to let's separate do our tier lists. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, crap, yeah. I really want to make this point, which means I have to go into this. Let's go do tier list. <laughs> just before we do, though, just before we do, this is one thing I want to talk about in the explicit groups itself, because this is something I mentioned on um, our reaction that I wouldn't yeah. say until the podcast. Group B has the better minor region teams, in my eyes, yeah. than Group A. I think yes. Group A is the weakest minor region teams. Shoot me I, down. Nope. Oh, Infinity's I pretty much said the, the same thing. Oh, Infinity's the only team I'm a little bit scared of, and I was trying to big them up, do that whole wrestling thing. Nymera wasn't having any of that. He was like, exactly. no, we slapped them. And I'm like, no, but fine, whatever. All right, whatever. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah. I do agree like, with White, you. White Lotus and Ackerman are very, very good. Bogax isn't bad. He has his moments. You but know? we did yeah. slap them. <laughs> Sam Bogax also did go 0 and on Gangplank versus C9. So. True, I know. Like, Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Six White we totally yeah tier list anyway let's go to tier list i asked these gentlemen could you give me your tier lists uh before the draw because that was an important disparity between the two because then if hey our groups are in the same one we get to see um i don't know how nightmare but i'm guessing we've got one of each of our photos you right can actually here. look on discord i'm streaming it to you Oh my god! I know, crazy. So, I was wondering if you'd done move that. Move it to but... a different screen so I can see it a bit better. There wow. we go. Okay. Oh wow, you've actually done it like that. That's even smarter. Holy, yeah. see? Yeah. way better crazy. than I thought it was. <laughs> uh, let's quickly run over this though. The tier list for any of our audio listeners out there. Um, I'm gonna just go top down, and then I'm gonna hand it over to each of you depending on the tier. I'm gonna take tier number one though. That's the S tier, LNG across the board. We all agree. Number one, they're making it out. I've mm. gone auto groups and you've both got S tier. I don't think there was ever a doubt that that was no. going to be the case. Our team yep. is done good. I think it's the last world's really, the number, the fourth seed. Yeah, LNG. Yeah, they shut the bed, but then they figured it out later. So yeah, knocked out our hopes and dreams. In the next tier down... Depending on if it's A or S, I think it's just fine if we just go in tier down, yeah. and that's fine. Um, Nymera, where have we got everybody each? So, obviously, you see HLE basically being the staple there. The only difference is you guys have put the other three teams that I put with them in C9, Beyond, and uh, DFM uh, onto a tier below. I actually think the gap between them, because of how uh, how stylistically these teams might match up yeah. uh, well or poorly, I think... It's worth putting them in the same tier, yep. just because I think that do you, I think mul multiple of these teams have good and bad matchups between them. It's worth putting them closer together, 
Particularly in a format like play-ins, where I'm like, yeah. actually, it's so volatile, even when it comes to a best of five, I think any of these teams could be reasonably seen as beating another team. However, you guys yeah. are actually the rung above them, which I think is reasonable yeah. if you don't take into account, like, some yeah. of the, maybe the format. Yeah. I actually had pretty similar reasoning to you. So, as, mm. as a kind of heads up for all your listeners, I've got LNG in S+, and then nobody in S. I've got a gap, for good reason. Is, is, so, so is that team. gap important for you? It is a very important okay. gap. Because I think HLE are probably the second best team, but I think that it's not that clear. And I've got the three teams basically in the A tier nipping at their heels. And while I'd give HLE an edge, I don't actually think it's all that big and it would not be that much of an upset if one of those three teams beat them. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I, I think we're all in the same kind of wheelhouse here. Looking at it from what you guys have both said, I completely concur with both of you. Initialize though, what's happening the next tier down for everyone? And remember our old, our lovely, beautiful listeners out there. So absolutely. So this is kind of, uh, I'm assuming, we've kind of said that we've kind of split up those tiers. We said like that tier above was HLE, then sort of DFM, C9 and beyond in some sort of format. But below yep. that for most people, I myself have got Infinity, Unicorns and Galatasaray uh, in, in that kind of tier below, that C tier for me. You've got unicorns of love by themselves in kind of a B tier just below those the three we kind of mentioned before. And Al's got infinity and red canids there, interesting. So we're definitely all starting to disagree. Initialize, what's your reasoning for kind of the, those three together of infinity, your L and GS? Um, GS was the one I took a, took a little bit more to place. And mm. maybe Al's right in save flicking red canids around there. But I think Turkey's region is still relative strong i think they are weaker than they have been before because perhaps last year i would have said budged everybody up and had turkey just below people you know with the, with that super massive team which had cacao and snowflower but i still think there's talent in the region and i think with the likes of i also think you know like infinity and unicorns of love they're good teams but i think i have seen clear weaknesses i don't think it's been as clear cut their victories in their regions that it has been recently so i still got them as like decent to good but with perhaps a little bit more uncertainty than years prior, pre prior, uh, at least in my mind. Okay, so um, this is the area where, of course, these are some of the lesser covered regions, and there is that caveat of we probably don't have the best read on them because we're not the original experts for Turkey, oh. for CB LOL. And yes, I have talked to a couple of these people as well. I mean, a uh, friend of the broadcast, uh, Rude Dude, who I think that we've all worked with to a certain extent before. Um, yep. Obviously, does does yeah, really great guy. Works on CB LOL English alongside like Day One and um, Random Minioncaster and that lot. They're, they're a good bunch. Um, they actually think that the group draw is good for Red Cannons, by the way. They they say actually, hang on, we managed sure. to do dodge XYZ teams. Maybe we get like an, an yeah. easier like maybe we get a chance to get third, fourth, and then then best of five it through. But I, I, for me, Infinity and Red Cannons are, are in the tier below A and above C because um, so I basically put Infinity and Red Cannons above UOL Galatasaray uh, rather and then uh, and then Peace because I have more caveats to the other teams than I do for them. I think Infinity deservedly have to be in that in that kind of group below because they are. Um, in terms of like not in like in the mid pack, but not quite towards A because they have kept the same roster from MSI. I think that they are going to have in a similar situation to DFM where they've got that international experience now. White Lotus and Ackerman, I was very impressed with at MSI. I think that they have a chance of taking um, taking the bot lane by storm against some of these teams. Um, and Red Cannons actually look pretty decent regionally. I think more of the problem is is just looking at the weaknesses of the other teams rather than the strengths of those two. However, willing to change my opinion as and when evidence uh, does does present itself.
Yeah, my other issue with um, uh, the Red Canids um, is more actually specifically nothing to do with them, just mm. the the, le the league that they play in and that um, CBLOL doesn't have a loser bracket for um, top seeds. Ah, right, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. So that my concern was that one best of five pain gaming got knocked out and then a bad match afterwards. And it was like, wait, the first and second seed just mm. had like a bad match back to back and then there's no yeah. justice for them. I mean, Obviously, yeah. if anyone's aware... We're huge fans of having top, like higher seeds, having an opportunity to yes. lose one best of five. We love our juggernaut match. We like we've said countless times. We think we've got one of the best um, minor region systems in league esports. That it that isn't like a tournament series, like an uh, like CS:GO, Valorant sort of thing, where um, mm. you can't get that because masters formats are actually fucking sicko mode but <laughs> that's not for here or there uh the reason i put uol in b tier is because truly for me and as as i've uh, i've got i've done a bit of text on my tier list i've got auto groups and then the bottom two i've got a bit of text going i think this is where these teams are going to lie i'll get into that into a moment but i do think uol in a similar way that you were talking about infinity nomara yeah it's that same kind of thing i think they're a cut above the rest but they're in that kind of awkward space where I don't have them with C9, DFM, and beyond. But there's a world that they could be, and mm. I just need to see more from them and when the games get on the rift. Gentlemen, got our next tier uh, for Nymera. You've gone mm -hmm. UOL and GS in your C tier. Yep. Uh, for me... Uh, my C tier is losing in the first round of BO5. So this is where mm -hmm. I'm pegging teams to kind of end up if 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 they were in this kind of spot. I've got Infinity and Red Canids. And Initialize, he, he's actually just D tier because he just has already done his C tier. Okay. <laughs> yep. um, it's Peace oh. and Red Canids at the very bottom. Um, now, quick disclosure, because I think it's important that we just do this as well. Peace for Nymera, D. Mm -hmm. uh, and for myself, I said not making the best of five was peace and GS. So we're in kind of similar realms here if we switch one or two things around. Gentlemen, what's what's your reasoning? First for C and obviously the group's probably making it out first uh, or the team's making it out and the others that might not be. So to clarify, I've kind of done my one based on relative strength rather than likelihood of making out of groups because I'm aware obviously peace and red candidates are both in the, the same group. Huh? So yep. that's that's like obviously I, I can see the way you've done your thing. Okay, I don't think these two are probably making it out, which is fair. I think my problem with red. Oh, Canids these were just two is, random teams I selected. Yeah. Well, they weren't yeah, random. Yeah. I, I yeah. genuinely sure. thought they wouldn't so make I, it I out. Think, I think Peace is in a bit of an interesting spot where um, they've had to switch out players because of um, oh, yeah. Because I of would issues. and while they've Ooh. got Jaffy coming in, he's coming out as a he's coming in as a sub. And I you know I, I also think Oceania um, while Standing they even. managed to make it out of the kind of rumble stage last time, um, or rather get into the rumble stage last time, I, I still think, you know, it was a bit of a weird situation at MSI and I'm not convinced as yet by Oceania's greatest strength. And I think subs on top of that really hurts them. And then Red Canids, like they finished sixth in the regular season and they had a miracle run through playoffs, which is great. But I think there's a lack of international experience in some ways. I think their regular season showed a lot of weakness, um, and that gives me a that gives me some eyebrow raises as well. So for me, um, I just don't see peace making it. Um, important note: we all made these tier lists before we knew the information about peace. Uh, that is an important caveat to have here. Um, so even without with this news now, peace would honestly be a, a lower, like one tier lower for me now, um, if that would be plausible, even though how I set it up. Um, 
I think Red Cannons, um, it's a, they're honestly the hardest team for me to kind of place on this tier list. Yeah. Um, because it did, yeah, I completely get it. No, sorry, come on. Yeah, because they were the team that just kind of went through and they kind of had good series, but it wasn't like the other teams I felt like had great series after talking with people. They're like, who knows? We think they're good, but we have no way of gauging their actual power level. Um, yeah, it could just I be think, misreading for me. I, yeah. I think they'll get to best of fives and then they'll get slapped by a team that's far more practiced at this kind of thing. Like, I, I do think they're going to struggle, especially if one of their top two seeds doesn't, by default, get second and first. Like, mm. if LNG or Hanway Life um, are, like, third or fourth and Red Cannons, they're going to get destroyed in the first best of five, which is pretty sucky for them mm. but hey it, it's great for us if we're in third and fourth and like Hanway life isn't in the best of five yeah. and we have to meet them on the, the opposite is, side because like, the thing about plans is that you always have like one or two best of ones go just really fucky just like really weird and this can work it's the in best of one and and you just have to <laughs> be just like you, you just hope you you just hope you oh, don't yeah. get hit by hit by the collateral of that let's say dfm has a really good group stage and they get into second maybe they lose one game versus you know c9 beyond and then they they pip them to the pip them to the post there and they get they get first you think wow yes in second place and then lng or hle tanks a couple of best of ones going to third fourth and suddenly you have to actually play a best of five against them, even though you've done really well in your group. Oh God, against players, this isn't fair. Which is, exact, which, is kind fair. Of, which is kind of exactly what happened with LGD last year. You can lose a couple of best of ones and just not finish last because you recover in time for, for the last couple of games and suddenly you're just coming up with an absolute unholy vengeance. So as much as we can talk about, oh, the best of one stage is really good. There, there is never a point where I'm going to feel safe in, in plans, right? Yep. I think you're right about Red Cannons, though, Lexi. I think that they're a breath of fresh, fresh air to the region in some ways, but the region isn't strong. I don't think CBLOL has had particularly good international performances for, for quite a while. They've had as much as what we've had. Pretty much. They've had more, arguably. Yeah, but... and, and the thing about LGL is that we've been very clear saying, this is the one team from the LGL that can make, an, a, a, make a dent internationally. After Worlds 2020 plans, we were sat there thinking, yes, DFM with Aria has the individual skill, has that high enough level to actually make a dent. We're very clear about that. Um, even though the region probably is comparable to uh, an OCE, a CB lol in terms of overall level of talent. We are a very top-heavy region with this team. Hopefully, we can punch above our regional weights. So, Red Canids, we just, we don't know how, we know that they won in their region, but the region isn't that strong. How are they going to adapt to international tournament? That's obviously a very hard thing to tell. But yeah, that's why it's a bit of a mess at the bottom of the table here from, from all of us, really, because mm, it's very hard to compare not just like regional trends, but putting that onto a volatile international trend too well and truly a mix of those five other minor region teams we're yep. all kind of in a in an idea we've got our own ideas but they basically kind of meld together and it just kind of where are we feeling is is initialized particularly high on russia at the moment like gambit old style or is he actually a bit more disappointed with them apparently gadget going and now him casting over gadget has actually thrown the uol stock like in the gutter so hey right. just how it is i'm losing waiting for the what are you Where doing, Sam? He's, he's going to get his Gambit stuff. Where is it? Oh, oh, he turned off his light. I knocked my light over is what I actually did. It's going oh, to okay. Um, cool. <laughs> well, um, while nice. he's doing that, um, Nymera. Yes, hello. There, well, there is one other tier list. I there is. We should probably ask. go talk to uh, that. We'll be a bit more quick and casual with this one um, as he brings it. Oh, oh no, that's the light. I uh, can't find it, which is really embarrassing. Oh. So what I've done is you know what? My light. Oh, oh, you know what I found? Live on podcast. I found a groups tier list. Oh, oh wow, thank you. Wait. 
right. So, um, oh, for our audio mistake. listeners out there, um, because that's the important thing to talk about. Um, well, our top of the top looks very similar, even if it's not quite always the top of the top, because initialize, you haven't put anyone in S+. What the fuck? I have not, so it's important to note, again, both of my tier lists have been done relative to the uh, the competition in like in their particular regions. This is like relative to groups that I've done here, not like relative to the whole tournament. So it's not like, so like I put LNG up in S+, relative to players. And they'd probably still be in something like A once they come into groups, honestly, in my mind. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of it. Uh, do we want to go tier by tier or do the whole list, by the way, Lexi? Because um... obviously uh, we've got quite different like bands and stuff here. No one noticed that I accidentally forgot PSG for the first uh... bit. <laughs> You I was wondering, there was a bit of red there. I was yeah. like, wait a moment. What is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lexi, give me your wisdom. How do you want me to do this? All right, let's uh, let's kind of group, because I feel like we've kind of, I'm me, all right, I'm the awkward one. I've actually come to realize this. I'm the awkward one, because I've got like three, then two, then three, then two, then two. I've only got, I'm... Three, I've only got three groups, you'll know, like three levels. Yeah. Let's, let's, <gasps> I forgot let's Fnatic as well. Them... Oh, I'm so bad. Okay, let's group it while we get a drawing of Fnatic in somehow going into there or an overlay of Fnatic <laughs> from Nightmare. Uh, oh, I'm I so mean, bad. I'm actually. I mean, they're probably not I'm making so it out of their group, but that's a whole nother conversation. Wow. Okay. Um, let's do it in your group. Let's do it in okay. your groupings, initialize, because okay. I think that's the safest way. Mm. Top of the top, though, ladies and gentlemen, it's FPX. It's Dan One Gaming. And it's EDG pretty much yeah. across the board for most, most uh, all three of us, rather. Yeah, I think I've kept mine down in S tier rather than S plus for me, because I actually don't think this time around uh, there are teams that are absolutely head and shoulders above the competition. I don't think I'm coming into this year's world and going, yep, yeah, it's going to be one of these two teams, necessarily. I still think the likes of FPX, Dan One Gaming, uh, EDG are favoured. But I'm looking at the tier below and going, yeah, I could see RNG or MAD or PSG or T1 or somebody else coming in and taking a best of five against these guys. And I wouldn't be that shocked. Ah, suddenly a Fnatic logo has appeared. How did that happen? <laughs> funny, funny how this all wait, works, how, isn't wait, it? RNG's there now. What is going on? Um, What's going on? What happened was, I kind of forgot that some teams existed because we had every single Worlds team on that list. They're like, ah, oh, it's all right. I'll just whack them on there. I just kind of forgot that a lot of logos look quite similar. No, I was no, doing no, it's lunch okay, break. Mate. You're the LJL expert, Nymera. You're not the I'm not World's the expert, yeah. Nymera. That, that comes next it, year. That comes next year, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. When, we get the, <laughs> when you get the invite and then me and Sam roll up and rugby tackle and take over. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's just what we do um okay have you got anything you would like to say that we haven't said about these top three yeah so obviously you guys have put so you guys have put edg fpx and damn one together i am yes. not necessarily that high on damn one in regards to that i think that damn one and well i mean looking at the damn one t1 finals and stuff like that i'm seriously worried about a lot of what goes on in mid game in the lck like yeah. there are a lot of corners cut there are no, I think there is a. I think particularly with T1, actually, this is this is quite apparent because I, I mean I watch the games a lot more closely because I'm, I'm a T1 fan. But this does apply to a lot of teams in the LCK where you will notice that there are some very badly identified fights in the LCK where yes. they're in the mid game. Sometimes you'd be like, "Wow, we're winning a one-three-one and we're doing super well in the early game." And T1 gives a kill over to a Camille, gives two kills over to a Camille. And they're like, "Bugger, yeah. this game's really difficult now." There's a lot of 
odd plays where you don't necessarily understand your enemy's win conditions in comparison to your own. And this is what happened in so many different LCK teams. I think that down one had been good enough at playing um, very fast and loose in the mid game and kind of just being on the same page that they can kind of get away with it. They're not going to get away with that against their LPL teams, not realistically. So I think that FPX and EDG are a cut above and I think that down one are going to be contenders, but I think actually second tier below them. And one of the reasons I think this tournament is going to be so, so mm -hmm. fun is that it's really close at the top. Really, really yeah. close. Yeah. Well, and I think there's a perfect way of doing this because initialize your group A of next four teams, I yeah. think sums it up perfectly. So while I completely agree that Dan one look pretty exploitable, as Al said, I'm not convinced entirely by FPX or EDG either. I think mm. they've both shown some weaknesses. <laughs> and while I think they are still the front runners and I still think they are probably the best teams in the world, I don't think they're that as far ahead as people would like to think, actually. Yeah, no, DFM are only this... like a step yeah. below them. Like we we got this. We can win no, worlds. Exactly, that's it. That's the hopium coming right through there, straight to my veins. But um Oh. My A tier is T1, mm -hmm. RNG, Mad Lions, and PSG. And I think all of those teams are a little bit less consistent than the teams above them, have very defined strengths and very obvious weaknesses. Like, look at Mad Lions' ability to teamfight like monsters in the late game. But then also say, yeah, sometimes people like Armour go even in lane. They're not going to crush lane necessarily also with their picks, okay? They're going to pick Wukong with a bit out of meta, but she's really good at it. And, you know, yeah. things like this where you go, okay, well, maybe they int bot lane occasionally because Kazi and Kaiser just run at people sometimes because that's the way they play in their kind of aggro. But I still think they are very good teams. I still think they could look at those guys above them and go, yeah, I could potentially take a best of five versus someone like EDG, maybe, on a good day. Uh, yeah. And I, it's not like I'm looking at previous years going, yeah, no chance, it's not happening. You're not beating down one of 2020, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. And that's no, I... not the case this year. So I think that tier below is a tier below, but they aren't that far away. And that makes things very exciting. Mm. And I agree with you on that one. I've got Mad Lions and RNG as the S tier teams. And right below them in A, I've got T1, Reasonable. Gen G, yeah. and who you yeah. haven't got on your list of Gen G. Um, oh, and yeah. Talon yeah, they as should well. be in B tier. I forgot to put something in. That's fine. Um, okay, so Gen G would be below. Okay, <laughs> good to know. Good to know. That's fine. Um, so I think the important thing for me is um, I think Mad Lions or RNG could be blue shell fourth place teams that could potentially be in the finals. Um, that's where I've kind of got those two teams more pegged. Um, but I, I completely, completely see where you're coming from with yours. I absolutely agree with you there. Uh, thank you, Nightmare. Um... <laughs> um, I think, I think it's fair. I, um, uh, like I, we're, we're very much all mirroring up. Um, I do think there is a, a, a slight difference personally for me between Mad Lions and RNG and then the next three of T1, Gen G, and PSG. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm waiting to see PSG become the next Flash Wolves, like to kind mm. of have that kind of, because I feel like they they're just on the, in a row, they're on the gone. precipice yeah. of it. Like they're really almost there for me. Um, I want them to just make a really deep run. Like that's what I want. I want, I'd be a hype freaking hyped as anything if they made finals like i'd be so excited for them i don't think it's gonna happen but that that's where mad lions and rng are for me what about you nymera because you've got down one lumped with everybody else yeah. and you've already said you're why you're concerned about down one do all of these teams kind of fall in line in similar ways but for their own reasons or is it something else entirely I think that a lot of these teams... So I think that the teams which are here, who because they could potentially be S, but I've knocked them down, are Mad and RNG. 
I think that Madden RNG have some exploitable team so plans. Uh, so my full A is down one, T1, Mad, PSG, and RNG. So that's five teams. It's really stacked up there at the top. But basically I said, all right, these are probably not going to be like pre-tournament front runners. I think if you were to view like my logic of going into this in terms of uh, where I would initially place them off of postseason form and stuff like that mm. and then start shuffling around after that, I probably would have put T1 in B and then bumped them up into the same tier as down one just as I put, put them down just because I think that T1 internationally become a different beast we have continually seen that over their history people have forgotten about that because we haven't seen them internationally for a very long time i think that there are a lot of big game players on here from what we've been seeing in scrims uh or at least from from hearsay from seeing in scrims because I've, I've, I've sadly i'm not in the position where i got to see them myself I, I wish i was but yeah. um t1 seems to be coming in quite confident and scrims there's only so much you can kind of put onto that but i look at both I, I look at a lot of these teams and i think this is where it becomes very matchup dependent rather than quality dependent like i think that that one probably does beat t1 right now i think that t1 probably beats someone like mad i think that psg potentially beats damn one orange messes about with everything i basically this is just the absolute cluster like you can put these yeah. teams up against each other and it might look one-sided but you switch up that matchup and actually they can take heads from anyone in this tier this is the real melee at a i think all of them have to punch up to take down an fpx or an edg but i think amongst each other it's an absolute free-for-all whereas below that i think they have to punch up again and that's a fair assessment. Obviously, I slightly disagree with both mm. of you. Obviously, I've, I've included well, that's, it, that's what makes it fun, Lexi. It makes it fun. But, but, but no, absolutely. No, I completely agree with you. And I, th I think there is that, that, that where we are each hedging our bets and making those calls. But gentlemen, we've been talking about mostly Asian teams with Mad Lions sneaking in there for all three of us going, actually, we've still got some LEC Hopium going for the three of us. Makes sense. We've at least got to go with the favorites. And hey, they were number one. Initialize. Um, we've got a bunch of NA and EU at the bottom. Hmm. Yeah, I'm actually, Al. Yeah, I'm going to ask you very nicely whether you can move my generation gamers beautiful writing down to c tier for me oh wow don't rate them there all right i'll put them down I like i think this is the reason for these teams i look at all of them and i go you are all insanely volatile um i look at fanatic and i go hillisang and Bwipo can win you games and throw you games and you've got a darius and you saw that in their playoffs from where they get an amazing best of five and then come to the finals and mad smash them um and like I look at Gen G and I go, Clid's pretty good. BDD when he gets to zero and gets to scale, along with Ruler, you know, if they get to play their game are really good, but they can also just do nothing and get run over as well. And I'm looking at this and I'm seeing Al retyping that in, and that's fair. And I'm just looking at all of these teams and I go, you like compared to the A tier teams where I go, there's clutch factor here big time. There's serious chance. Like these are the guys I could see pun punching up. A lot of these teams down here, like, I still think they could potentially take wins off people up above them. Don't get me wrong. But I've got Fnatic. I've got 100 Thieves. I've got Team Liquid. I've got Rogue. I've got Genji. I've got everybody else who's currently in groups in the C tier. Because I think there is still a bit of a gap between them and the guys above. Because I just don't think they're consistent enough. All of these teams flip a lot more. Like, look at their playoffs runs. And I think 100 Thieves regular season was very flippy. And then they kind of got it together in playoffs. And some days a monster closes a monster. Fantastic news. I think who he's going to be really good um but we've also seen what happens when some of these guys get skill matched and i look at people like 
you know some then i go okay so you're going into some of these other top lane it's like you're not guaranteed an advantage an advantageous laning position i'm looking at some of these jungles and going okay closey you're not guaranteed a jungle gap what happens then and i think sometimes they fall apart from there or, well that was the old tl any number problem, of these teams, like oh, i look at rogan i go inspired and handsome you're fantastic when you get golden resource and get to carry but we've seen what happens when they're kind of stymied and fall apart and that mm. happens in playoffs for example and so, i think a great way to look at these teams for me at least are these are the teams that should be worried about some of the teams coming in from play-ins and i think that's where i'd love to hand it over to you nightmare to kind of get your yeah um, pick of the litter because initializers kind of set out perfectly that these aren't the teams really because these are the ones that could have more issues than anything else so there is something to that i i do want to take a quick stop after for a bit of a tangent it's going to skip my b tier very quickly and go down to the na teams in c because i don't want this to be a na depression again oh my god this region is awful whatever i think na has sent good teams to this world i just think the overall level and how close the clump is for all competitive teams is just very very stacked I think that I, I like Hundred Thieves. I like TL actually. If you go into a lot of their um, their 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 players form as well, I think that well at least maybe not the finals, but I look at what they're bringing to the table, and I think they're actually pretty good. I think actually these teams could take games off of the 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 B tier. Maybe you get one best of one where you go into sure. to, to to the A tier as well. I just think need? the overall level of competitive League of Legends is very high between all regions. We don't have like one region which is smashing everyone. I do think that this B and C thing is quite interchangeable for me. I think that there are some very volatile moments. I think that stylistically, you're going to have to look at some things. I think that looking at someone like Rogue, actually, they have a potential to make some real upsets, even in an FPX damn one group, because they're a really good best of one team. And I think that there's been a lot of um, dialogue about how (laughs) a lot of teams are not actually even, a lot of pro players aren't actually looking towards the Korean junglers for for like where they're getting their jungle inspiration. They're looking for Inspired. Inspired is the guy which is inspiring a lot of guys internationally. Inspired and El Yoya. Like, That's what yeah, absolutely. You've got these. Early pathing is phenomenal. I think that, um, and I think one of the best things about this world is, and what we saw in this world, and maybe a bit in the last one as well, is that a lot of the boogeymen have started to die out. Like, there isn't the just this man? The boogeyman. The boogeyman. In Boogie's terms not of... here, though, uh, mate. Don't know. Uh, why did you do that? He died in planes last year. That's what I'm saying. Um, no. But um, like, what's happened is that teams no longer have that that phantom phantom. Um, in the back of their minds, right? They're not shadow boxing with something greater than themselves. That a lot of these teams will be coming in as equal competitors, and I think that changes the mentality. I think that a team like Rogue, even though it's a hard group, are not out of this world. I think there is a good chance they snipe some best of ones, and suddenly they're through into second. Um, just like in plans, uh, it's it's very volatile. It's a double best of one round robin, which does change things again. You get a chance to adapt, but I think that. B and C does not mean you are hopeless on my list. It just means you are unfavored, but not out of worlds. I mean, I'll throw this in there. Raven's uh, ult gets execute damage now on how many glory shots <laughs> he gets. And you know who's in Rogue's bot lane? It's probably the best Draven player at the tournament, probably. I mean, I mean, like, I feel Ango's like not there, so yeah, I'm I mean, always going to be like. Yeah. I think he's played a bit of Draven. There's some Ooh, other guys that's like that, true. you know. And I suspect you know some of the uh, some. Of, there's no Jackie love this time, so there's no big Draven player there. It's but, you know, Ghost to be. Player? I don't know. I feel like he might have been back in the day, but I don't want to. Yeah, that's like that. I've got that weird. Yeah. Mm. But I'm just saying, like you know, there's some little meta things where you go, you know, Hans Hammer on Draven could be an interesting moment. Yeah. Just say, you know, like, there's people like this. You go, yeah, I could absolutely agree with that. You know, like there's some interchangeable here. There's some room to push up, punch up. 
But we'll have to wait and see, gentlemen. We have still got a few weeks until we actually get to see how this is all going to play out. Um, obviously, we're going to be putting out another podcast episode in between here yep. and then. But we're done with our hypothetical tier list. We might come back and do another tier list next week, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because tier lists are fucking great. <laughs> it's content. Um, yeah. It's, it's multiple bits of content. We get this video. We get a video for the tier list. Mm. We get the podcast. And then we get to tweet out our tier list. It's so much content. We get like three bits of it. Oh, more, please. More. You want more, ladies and gentlemen? Well, we are putting together our document all about DFM. There will be a public version going out within the next week or so. We are trying to get that done between worlds, but that is just the three of us. And we, we do try and make do our full yeah. diligence uh penned back for next week though podcast wise where hopefully we'll be able to release that out to the public but hold off hold off but we are currently doing that gentlemen yes let's talk about the best of one round robin matchups without doing our research and watching all the vods mm -hmm. of all the teams because let's just go in blind as anything else and just assume DFM are the greatest team in the world. Group B, best of one. We're going to yeah. do percentages here because we want to rate our opinion and the likelihood of the result happening. So, mm -hmm. for an example, um, I think I said to you guys separately... 40% um, DFM coming first, or... DFM, 40% coming first. Um, another one is DFM versus Rascal Jester. Um, I predicted the 3-0 for DFM being about an 80% chance yep. for me. Um, we're going to kind of go in this kind of wheelhouse, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're wondering, it's like, oh, this is they're, they're very different. This is our opinion. So we mm -hmm. can kind of be very vast on these. Uh, who wants to take the first match and kind of lead us off with DFM versus Beyond Gaming? I would love to do this. That's okay. I'll go take this it. one. Just because I kind of went through some of the logic beforehand in terms of DFM okay. having almost like a, a a a similar foil regionally to what beyond was to psg in rascal jester and then to a lesser extent axes as well and they played a best of five against both of them in the last stages of playoffs and they very handily dealt with hyper carry teams now they weren't tristana teams of course doggo is a huge tristana player as well i don't know whether he's been playing that too much recently but dfm are a team that knows how to answer answer a they know how to draft around it do you see it? This is a single best of one round robin. This is going to be the kind of point where you say, one bad draft determines this game as well as good play or bad play. I think if they face beyond towards the end of playoffs where they've settled in, I would say 70% DFM beating beyond, actually. At the start of playoffs, I would say 50-50. If it goes towards the end of it, though, I think DFM, when they have... Um, settled in much like we saw at msi they didn't do very well against infinity in their first round robin but in the second round they absolutely stomped them dfm would love to face the pool one teams a little later on when they've settled in and then hopefully i think that would give them a good matchup so 70 percent at the end of it 50 percent at the start okay all right that's pretty good that's very good odds mm. you got any other opinions on beyond initialize uh i i don't might... so that's why yeah, i'm coming no, to I you think that's i might <laughs> tip the odds slightly more in beyond's favor because i do think they're quite good um which, which is fair which is fair enough but um yeah i think al's got a reasonable take there that with a little bit of a dfm tinted glasses on that we all have just because we know the team better and we rate them oh, honestly cool. it's not like we're coming in and going yeah they're bad we're going yeah these are mechanically good they've proved themselves already on an international stage i'm excited to see them do it i, I think for me dfm probably am i not for second place in this group 
Mm-hmm. Um, with that being relatively tenuous, because you know there's a lot of teams who would love to say exactly the same thing. Yeah, I do think Beyond are probably pegged to be the number one team coming out of this, yeah. unless you're an LCS fan, and then of course you just think C9, yeah. and then you just yeah. look at every other team here, and you're like, wait, we got the minor region team. This is going to be a free first. <laughs> oh god you guys are so delusional oh go watch a minor region for five minutes oh, you guys are you'll actually just be watching better league of legends it's crazy man i need a star oh, man my lcs cope like copium is just like in the toilet Let me just put man. your face like, on screen so they can hear you just I'm, see you being smug i'm so high on 100t and i am so low on some of the other teams like i don't like team liquid for me are like a tier below 100t for me at the moment like i'm really not um next one because i'm already starting so it might as well it's dfm versus c9 and boys I am proud to say that it's 70% for beyond if we get them a bit later. Oh man, if we get C9 in the first two games, they're fucked, lads. They're not going to have their hands warm. <laughs> they're going to be your antsy. Arya's going to come in, stare down pucks. Fudge isn't going to have a tape measure. You think the 19-year-old <laughs> has a tape measure? Nah, that's not happening. Ebby's going to gap him. It's going to be guys. great. Let's fucking go. It's 90% DFM. Okay, that's that's a bit that's a bit unrealistic. It's 75%. Seriously, I do think we are favoured. I think the jungle matchup is going to be a complete gap. Steel can actually play more than one jungle style, people. I know. Imagine that. Fucking wild. The other thing is um, C9 won't have the reliance of using Sven as their kind of bot lane anchor which they have been using throughout a lot of this season to kind of be like ah things are going really bad let's just rely on our bot lane and then they transition bot lane power and pressure from uh, from this small little part around the map they're very good at transitioning them um especially with putting zven in random other lanes just to farm up a lane or two and then transition back around all over the place they're very good at doing this guess who's been doing that all fucking season and we keep mentioning it Fucking uterine gang, like they're so ready. Oh, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I can't keep going. Yep. Oh, um, we're gonna uh, beat them. I'll put this out there for Cloud9 as well. They are not as good as they were in spring flat out period. They are so much more inconsistent. And C9 that does not get a solid early start to a game, even if they go even, can fall apart. Blabber is a bad jungler from behind. Bluntly, he 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 pulls an MLXG. He is kind of an he like he is their best player. He or he can be. Um, I, I think I, he I, is. I think Fudge. I think I Fudge over summer was mine. Oh, sorry, I thought we were talking about Fudge. Sorry. No, I'm talking, oh, I'm talking about Blabber. Oh no, I think he's their worst player. <laughs> so I, I, so I think Blabber is their most important player. In the yes. fact that a, Bla, a Blabber who is even or behind, at least in the current meta, like he has not looked good on things like Diana or Viego, um, partly because they don't have the same early agency and he needs to wait for a couple of items before he can really look for fights. And I think also, um, bluntly, Blabber is a jungler who requires his laners to just be there on a whim. Um, and I don't think it's... And that's been a bit of a problem with the likes of Fudge and Perks do sometimes want to play for, like, roam plays to bot or their own plays in lane right and that's not necessarily been blabber's strength actually whereas you look at someone like niski who has actually at points been like okay i'll just roam i'll, I'll sack lane a bit but i'll come and join you and i think that's hurt c9 i think it's been worse in summer where they haven't got the same mm. read on meta where blabber's champion where champion like like dominance hasn't been the same 
And I think that could hurt them. But yes. they've got time off to relearn a meta, to not be behind the curve post-MSI and yeah. play catch-up for the rest of the split. So I'm hoping for C9's sake they come in a bit stronger. But I think you see through the summer how you beat C9. And I'm looking at the teams in this group and I'm going, yeah, well, you can do that quite happily, actually. Yeah, I think that, um, so I kind of talked about the beyond side of things with DFM in terms of like, okay, they've played around hyper carry bots before, they played through topside. I think actually with C9, if you're going to butt heads with DFM through topside, it ain't going to ah. be happy. It's not going to be a happy no. conversation for you. I think at MSI, it's not an easy win. I think, I think at MSI, DFM indexed a little too hard onto just being a new deer team and they didn't really have the best game plans when they didn't have the Udyr. Or rather, they were trying to play as if they had Udyr when they didn't have Udyr. Um, and that, that kind of hit them in that second round Robin uh, game against C9. I think that they are a lot more versatile coming into summer. We already knew that because, of course, the gang factor coming in for Kazu. That changed the way that you play around supports roaming and, and a lot of vision game through that. I think that DFM's top side are much more consistent and much more coordinated than someone like C9 if they're not on form. Of course, this all depends on who's actually coming in on good form, who's got good practice, travel, all this other stuff. I think that it's going to be a little closer than potentially what what lexi thinks in that sense particularly if it is yeah. particularly if c9 come in and they have hit world form and they just like because yeah, again you got perks yeah, internationally yeah. He, he's he is yeah. very difficult to play against international otherwise yes msi was one thing i think that it's he's for perfect. me it for me it is dfm favored I, and i know this is going to be like complete dfm hopium i know we are ljl viewers I watched seen kind of the I watched I watched NA as well. You, you know, subscribe to this. Yeah, and I mean like I did a lot of research on 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 the NA playoffs stuff like this and watched through them because of course I did that one content video with with Thorin about LCS playoffs and stuff like that where I had to I was like oh bugger I've actually it, by the instead, way, instead, instead of watching casually I've actually got to watch it as an expert. Damn, I wasn't expected to it was it was really good stuff. But I think the thing with C9 is that sometimes they cut corners to make plays. And this is something that's been talked about all the way from spring. I think it's Papa Smith who talked about it actually quite a lot in the spring finals on his um, secondary broadcast with G4. Oh, yes. That was uh, crap. With, with, uh, with, with Doe, which was a really fun broadcast. I think that DFM's top side are much more likely to be coordinated between their, their, their jungle and their, yeah. and their laners. It is going to depend a lot on some things about meta. You're not going to have Rise for free anymore in this meta. Rise yeah. is not that great weird That's flex I, it's a great flex mighty gandalf you know that i mean um, brian kibler was on the analyst desk it's a great yeah. cast go but, watch that yeah um but i think that there are there are definitely points where i think that uh, c9 could throw early and i don't think they're going to get free advantages through bot lane they're not they're not going to get free advantages they well, might win they, through well, bot. they the might win bot, but vulcan isn't going to just gap kazu like if anything vulcan is probably a gang i mean gang Gang, no, 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 because Kazu's not. Oh, sorry, there. you're not gonna gap. Ka yes, I was like, how do you Gang phrase this? Gang is probably going to gap Vulcan. And by the way, you know what? We we know that Gang loves to play this champion as much as Core JJ likes to yeah. play Nami. Bard is in the format, ladies and gentlemen, as a support pick. And oh my god, can you wait for the three or four man Gang alts to just come yeah. back His out? Rakan and go, is gonna be very fun I mean, to watch. Yeah, that as I mean, well. Like, oh, I mean, I'm just so saying good. there is a world where, like, obviously Lucian with this changes. Actually, we see a bit of Lucian bot again. Actually, yeah. Uh, Lucian, Lucian, Lulu, Lucian, Lucian Tarek are very fun. Lucian Nami, I've heard, is quite good. Lucian Rakan's very good because That's the E applies just, the buff you twice. You won't get that in solo so. queue. It's the best I, solo queue. I think Lucian, I, I think Lucian Rakan is the one that we're going to see a lot more because it fits what teams yes. are going to be doing. Um, That's perhaps the one thing that warm as well. Because like, I'm looking at like best Lucian bot laners of all time. Sven. Sven's in that list. Yeah, he is. And you got forgiven. But you just ban it. Death is a really good. Yeah, potentially you do, but I'm just saying like that. That like again, like 
for all that we are giving DFM an edge here in some ways because of the volatility of C9 and some of the issues we've seen in terms of like, well, what happens if things go a little bit awry in the early game or some of their like big plays around things like heralds or top dives go wrong. Um, sure. Like, there, it, it, it would be unwise to assume this team isn't dangerous. And the thing is, even if, because I actually think it's going to be, a, at least in my mind, a fight for second between C9 and DFM. Even if C9 gets more likely, yeah. I think if they went into someone like HLE, Blabber and Fudge could absolutely have a field day versus Willow and Morgan. I think that could like, be a really fun match. Yeah. I think the thing yeah. about a lot of these like percentages things is that because of the format and because of there being like very like you, we haven't we're not going to have seen teams play on even 11, 11, 18. It's going to be like eleven seventeen, right? Eleven sixteen. Uh, um, sixteen, I think. Yeah. Something like that. We're going to have like a two wild. three patch removal from a lot of these teams' playoffs. I think any of the percentage we give, give it an error bar of 15 to 20%. Legit. Yep. It, so if I'm saying, oh, it's 50-50, a bad draft could add like 20% onto that. It's like, yeah, okay, beyond a, like actually got like a 70% chance to win now. Bugger. <laughs> it could but also yeah. go down to a 30% and just int themselves even harder. Like, yeah. like it, it, it is that kind of flexibility. Okay. I, so, and I do think that's a really good caveat to add on. And I think these second match, the, 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 the pool two matchups are ones which... I don't know if I can give a confident percentage for them because no. I know the other two regions better. I think we've been through the two matches where we can give more, um, more, more definite percentages. Maybe this is something that we might have to revisit with some VOD reviews in a later podcast before World starts. But you are oh, done, you yes. set it up perfectly, my lord. That's what I was just about to say. Maybe we do Next. that. Maybe we save them for a later podcast. What do you guys think? Absolutely, bang on. Next wow. week's podcast, we'll do the definitive rankings of Group B, and when it's definitive, it's actually what's going to be happening because we're going to talk to the script writers. Because remember, yes. we've already complimented the script writers on an amazing group draw already. Like they got EDG and FPX in the same group. Like, well done, script writers. Well done. I'm very impressed with you so far. You put LNG and Hanway Life. We get to see Chovy versus Tarzan. Like, oh, that's, there's so many things here. Oh, I'm, I'm very, well done. Well done. But that will be for another podcast. That'll be for another podcast. Yeah. See, we've actually Group got some, I, so I, I mean, if anyone has any questions in chat and stuff, I think now's probably a good time to start asking them because like, I think this is a lot of very raw thoughts coming right down the out of it. We're not completely DFM hoping. There is a lot of volatility in this. I think that LGL fans are realistic. They, they can have realistic hopes for our team. Like, yeah, I, I, seriously, and if uh, and if you are not an LGL watcher, watch this podcast, watch a couple of the past ones. Uh, we're quite certain about DFM strengths and, and their good matchups. You've seen some MSI content too. Don't sleep on the team. Not a shoe in for any first, second, third place. Who the hell knows? But definitely not one to sleep on. Don't just say, oh, DFM definitely a third, fourth. Like, it's definitely not sorted the other way either. Uh, it's still open, but we'll find out. The mighty Gandalf. Ask if DFM versus Hanway Life happens. I'm assuming they mean obviously in a best of five. Yeah. Um, who do you think will You had a lot of win? thoughts on Sam, didn't you? Well, without me seeing them personally play any games at Worlds, I am going to go. It's gonna go full five games. I mm. want a banger, and I want the winner of this one to be taking the fight. Like I want this to be the second seed versus the mm. third or fourth seed, and I want this to be a full five-game banger, but I think I'm going slightly DFM because of Copium, but yeah. Yeah, so I'll throw this out there, and this is why this is quite a difficult matchup to read. Um, HLE have got two superstar 
arguably at points in their history, absolute best in the world players. They have Deft and they have Chovy. Chovy has performed across the split, mostly. There have, I, honestly, I would say there's some concerns in sort of like mid to late split for HLE actually on his part, where uh, he would be kind of getting farmed but not doing very much, uh, which was a bit problematic. But you know you've got some sleeping dragons on that team. Mm. Come playoffs, or specifically the gauntlet run, HLE turned it the fuck on. Um, Vista came along online, and that really helped Deft get out and start being the dangerous carry we know he can be. And that was a really big deal. So suddenly you had two threats and Vista being all over the place and being really, really good. That volatility is still there. We know there's a lot of young mm. players on this team. You know there's a lot of players who, uh, you know, like Morgan, who've had a little bit of experience, but not like vast top, 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 top level competition experience before. And this and like that volatility in performance levels we've seen worries me a bit. And it's also one of those ones where we say, well, if Jovi is held accountable or doesn't get a lot done, the team looks lost. But if Vista turns up, Def turns up as well to join Chovy. That team is a threat. Even Who's so, winning? We've, seen the, we've seen the other side of it, and I'll say Morgan and Willa are bloody exploitable. Willa's very, yeah. very new, and Morgan has not looked very good. Whatever Munchables might tell you, and whatever, and I know he's on the hype train, I know he's a fan, Morgan has not looked good. Um, and you do that into somebody like Steel and Ebby, who have made a career out of ruining top planers' lives. Yes. You have a very <laughs> clear win condition. And even like people like Chovy and Deft, you're going into Utapon and Aria who are no slouches. And while they might get edges, I don't think it's blowouts. Uh, and when you look at the top side, it's like, yeah, that could probably be a blowout. Yeah. And that's where I would possibly say, with a bit of copium, DFM can take that. I think it's it. I don't. I think it's three one or three two DFM actually. Uh, and Ooh, it, it, I, I think it. it's three three one or three two because. Um, and again, this is this is based off of stylistic matchups, right? DFM have looked at their best where they get like level four, level three, four plays through top side, and they just run the game through mm -hmm. that. Often through Ebby smashing a level one. And again, Morgan is the kind of player who does get beat up early. Stylistically, mm -hmm. HLE, even though they have a strength against arguably the great strength DFM have in Aria have a top side which is happy to play through the early game and as much as uh, actually are incredibly talented individual players in, through through chovy and through through deft i think that dfm if they don't get blown out in lane and there isn't like a huge mismatch from from nerves from bad tournament prep and all this other stuff if we see things kind of go towards dfm's comfort zone in terms of meta i think they win through top side early use that snowball into an advantage and dfm are ruthless snowballers i think in a best of five mm. i think i would actually favor them and this this does depend on the this does depend on stuff like DFM if they don't have so so because if Rise is actually just completely out of meta and you can't play Rise anymore because the E nerfs and the, and the Q nerfs and stuff like that does that change the way that you ban out Aria because if you ban out like his LeBlanc and Aurelia which are still strong you can't fall back to a Rise now maybe he has to go towards the TF does that does that change things? Um, Galio's still in the back do, pocket. You, like... Actually, you're probably not banning out Aria at all if you're actually no. because you have Chovy because uh, you don't care about that lane matchup. Maybe you ban out stuff but you then, think you can. But... But then I love that, right? Because then if they go, ah, oh, we don't have to ban out Arya, Arya just goes, peace out, lads. I'm taking Twisted Fate and I'm just never going to yeah. lane versus this guy. And then, yeah. and it's like, where did you learn to do this? He's like, motherfucker, I taught the player that did this last world's called fucking Ace how to do this. How do you think he was so good in so cute that in... sleep Look, at the I'll, I'll, I'll add in a slight sliver of reality oh. here. 
that you're thinking of. If you're playing Twisted Fate into Chovy, yeah, he's gonna. I will, say, gonna I will hoover up all of the CS, destroy your tower, and probably potentially go for a solo kill. Like, yeah. there are players you can pick TF into course, freely. And there are players you blind pick 3F into and they go... Oh, no, no, no. It's not going to be a blind pick. No, it's going to be a fifth on um, side safe pick. Look, put it this way. Like, I think with with a like, well, I'm like massively high off my tits on Hopium. I think that I think that DFM actually have stylistically a good match into HLE. And we talked to... Yeah, yeah, again, like we, we've chatted to, chatted to a couple of people. Um, and yeah, Chovy is just so crazy. He is genuine. Like he always gets resources. The question is whether he'll leverage it. I'm just wondering if HLE lose early hard enough through all parts of the map because DFM very good at playing through topside very early and then just solidifying the rest of the map. Whether HLE can stabilize through that. And I think DFM are a level of the team where they do actually punish teams for giving them early advantages now. So I think actually DFM against an HLE and a best of five. Maybe they don't need to feel as afraid as maybe we're kind of talking about. I, I think it's a hard like, best of five either it's way. Doable. I, it's oh, yeah, doable, it's right? It's doable. Okay, that's yeah. on like the very best side of it. If on the other side, like, R is choking internationally like it did in that first game in MSI. They have a really bad meta read. Their um, Yutepon and Gang are like playing weak side all the time and actually getting smashed and, and DFM don't get that. Or still chooses to play one weird champion, doesn't really flex a champion pool or anything like that. Yeah, DFM could fall apart. But in a, from what we've seen in terms of like the identities of the team, I, in terms of identity, I think DFM have a good matchup here. I think Chovy's not even the best top mid laner at this tournament. Oh, he's not. Doimby is. Yeah. Doimby is. Yeah. I also think Showmaker's better than him. Right now? Yeah. Potentially. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I also think Viper has a reasonable shout at being... Best in player, yeah. Best player. We have good. phenomenal. I Viper will also call a, a player who rarely gets credited, but is now starting to get credited. Um, by the way, it's very obvious. It's Niski. I think Niski would be fucking great at nullifying what uh, what Chovy wants to do. He's like, oh yeah, you you farmed 11 CS per minute? Me too! That's all I do! I only CS all the time! I, I I'm really good at doing you got to put up there as one of the better mid laners in the world Absolutely. right now. I think he's phenomenal. I just don't know if the gap that Chovy normally has is going to be there. And that's an interesting question to pitch to you both. Do you think he's going to have the gap he normally has versus a lot of these mid laners? I think that Arya is often called around the map. And I think actually the way that he'll get gaps is Arya is called to a play top and doesn't quite reset very well and Trevor uses that to an advantage. So I think potentially it could happen through external things, not individual laning, more about the lane mm. management. I think it could happen. Do I think it's enough to carry a game? That's where I'm saying maybe not actually, especially if someone like Ebby is sure. just ruining the map at that point. Yeah, Ebby and Steel and Gang are just destroying things and Unipon's just like, guys, I've got so much gold. I don't know what to do with it. And I'm playing Ziggs. It's like, oh, okay, sure. Because we got Aurelia mid. So we got Ziggs in the bot lane and it's uh, it's it's a little bit doomed because it's just a ticking time bomb of the Z of the Ziggs bombs. Gentlemen, let's uh let's honestly say I think we're about here. Have we got anything else that people would like to say or anything? We've I think this missed? is fine. I think that if we go on to other stuff now, it's gonna be a bit more half-hearted than the stuff that we're quite confident in. Uh, I think so I think we go take we take a week away, we go and read up on some of our facts. I think we keep things very concise here, and hopefully. We'll see LJL getting a motherfucking group stage appearance. Remember, as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find this podcast on all audio streaming platforms. If you're a YouTuber person, like, comment, subscribe. It really does help out the channel a huge amount. Uh, it really does. The YouTube algorithm is a real thing. And if you're on iTunes, 
rate us five stars, leave us a comment. We'll give you a shout out. Ladies and gentlemen, to end us off, I'm gonna say the national anthem for LGL at this world's. Ding, 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 the church bells ring. DFM are here, hear their dominance sing. Ring, 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 the church bells sing. DFM is here, hear their dominance sing. Take care, everybody, have a great one. Woo! That's the yeah, let's see!